C.C. Michael, host of All Things Alberta, the podcast that knows that Alberta will be better off on our own, and we really don't care what people east of Saskatchewan thinks about it. Let's get after it. Welcome to the C.C. Michael Show on the All Things Alberta Network. I just want to uh, welcome all of you for joining us here today. I'm uh, just waiting on Sheldon Andreas uh, is going to join us today, pastor from uh, Medicine Hat. I think, I, if I remember right, I had him on the very first show. And uh, and uh, good guest. Uh, things went well, so we're going to have him back, especially uh, because today we're going to be talking primarily about COVID stuff, uh, Alberta yesterday just um, came out with, with new measures uh, for to, to try to clamp down on, on the virus and whatnot. Um, and so I, I know Sheldon has been somebody who has uh, been publicly against all of the mask orders, all of the, all of the what I would call I'm going to let him speak for himself, but I, I think he would call them intrusions. And uh, and so I just want to talk with him about a, a few things. And uh, and so he's just showing up here. So let's uh, let's get him in the show here and uh, see what we got. It says joining. So here we go. Sheldon Andreas, do you hear me? He's connecting to audio. So, um, with those measures that are coming, uh, there are new restrictions, 25%. This is just off the top of my head. I haven't pulled it up yet, but 25% uh, of, of the capacity of restaurants, whatnot. Like, I, I want to give him credit. At least he didn't At least he didn't shut everything down like they have in Manitoba and parts of Ontario. Sheldon, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, perfect. Uh, you're, we're already live. We're already recording. Uh, so you're you're jumping in here uh, in in the middle of the show, which is great. Uh, glad to have you on. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Good. Hey, am I am I on video here, or is this just audio? Uh, my camera is being taken up by uh, another another uh, another recording device. What I was hoping to do, and this is, I, I hope people out there that are listening know that that uh, sometimes when you're trying to uh, uh, figure technology out, what I wanted to do is, is Sheldon, I have a, I have a video of uh, that was on YouTube, and and this is of a doctor. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, the head of virology, and and uh, I don't want to get it wrong, virology, and I want to say epidemiology, uh, Cambridge. And Oxford trained and whatnot uh, there was a they were part of a, a zoom call somebody recorded the zoom call and he uh, expressed his his opinion on there it's about a five-minute clip it was up on YouTube I found this out from uh, dr. James White all the way down in Phoenix and he played it and I was listening to his podcast and he said uh, uh, a doctor from Edmonton Alberta Canada and you need to listen to this. So I listened to it on his show and thought, how come I've never heard of this? And uh, Dr. White also said, it's found on YouTube. 
I'll have the link below, and uh, but you better get it because this will disappear. And sure enough, this morning, I looked up and it's gone. However, I was smart and I recorded it. So I have a copy of it. And uh, it, But I was wondering, have you heard of that? Yeah, is that the is that the video? There's an audio recording of it as well. But the the fellow at the city council meeting in Edmonton is that is that the same video? You know what? It might be. I got I wasn't sure of the context. I know it was over Zoom, and uh, and anyway, it's a five minute video. Um, and uh, he was from Cambridge. He has a has an English accent. Anyway, uh, the idea was, is I was going to play it, but I'm trying to figure out from the last time that I tried to do this, the person on the other end could not hear the could, couldn't hear it. And I have a okay. feeling you won't be able to hear it either because I wanted you to comment on it. But um, I don't know, we can we can try it and see what happens. Anyway, why don't we talk about uh, things that we already do know? Um, just for my listeners, I was just expounding on the fact that uh, you are somebody who has been publicly against, um, publicly against all of the mask orders, the um, all of the stuff. I'll put it that way. All of the stuff regarding COVID nineteen. Could you, for my listeners, explain? what your major objection is and why? Well, I have a, I have a few major objections, but uh, maybe to preface those objections, firstly, I, I don't have a problem with uh, people protecting other people if the, uh, when, it, when it comes to masking or social distancing. If, if you truly believe that, uh, that those measures are are beneficial for society and it's uh, and and if you're loving your neighbor to the the best of your ability by by wearing a mask or staying distant from them then then i think that that you need to follow your convictions i think that you that's what you ought to be doing uh but my my major objection begins with when the government begins to mandate what what people be, are to do with their with their own bodies uh what there are to do with their with their own worship of, of the God that they they've chosen to worship and the, the way that they believe their, their God has, has asked them to worship. Um, I, I believe that our constitution going all the way back to Magna Carta has, has told us that, that we have the freedom to, to be free creatures under God. And I believe that that, that, that is in our constitution. Uh, so my, my problem begins there. When uh, when the government tells you that you have to wear a mask, they they are tyrannical. They have enforced a arbitrary law that uh, that is disagreed upon by by the medical community. And uh, when they when they tell us that we can't worship in the way that that God has asked us to worship, the scriptures tell us to to greet each other with a holy kiss. That's an affectionate, close greeting of one another um i'm not saying we need to kiss each other but an affectionate close greeting uh, if they're saying that we have to socially distance from each other we're unable to obey that command according to scripture so that that's the beginning of of my objection the government ought not under our constitutional freedoms have the ability to tell us how to worship where to worship um or when we can worship uh, our god who who ultimately is in control of of that realm of life. So I had a uh, 
a, a lengthy conversation. I don't know how you're holding up, or you're, you're much more sanctified than I am. So uh, congratulations <laughs> in that. I, I had a uh, very pointed conversation uh, with a with an in-law of mine yesterday, and and I find myself on edge. Like uh, I, I've just had it. I've had it with all of it, and. Uh, I guess for me, the most frustrating, there are many frustrating aspects and I'm not one to, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you where I land on things. I, I, I'm of the opinion, and I think this is where you land on it as well, is that if, if we as individual people want to hide in our homes, go hide in your homes. If you uh, want to go out and wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to go out and sanitize your hands every five seconds with uh, God knows what's in some of those bottles, uh, then, then be free to do so. Um, but um, I think when we have uh, when we have mandates that are that are shutting businesses down essentially, and you know what, I'll, I'll be. Did you watch Kenny's uh, Kenny's uh, presser yesterday? Yeah, I, I watched his uh, initial speech. I didn't watch any of the question. Right. Period. Up. I, I just watched uh, what what he had to say, and then a, and then a few minutes to the the fellow that came after him. I can't remember what right. that fellow's name well, was. But... And and I'm no fan of Kenny, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, I, I'm not a Kenny hater like some, but but I, I'm not I'm not a fan for for separatist reasons. I'll put it that way. It has and 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 others, but so I'm no Kenny fanboy. But I I have to give him kudos in the fact that. Uh, we've been hearing all week, and I don't know if you've heard it down in Medicine Hat there, but we've been hearing all week that uh, Kenny has been under immense pressure, whatever immense means, um, immense pressure from uh, the medical field and the federal government to shut everything down. Apparently, I, I try not to watch the uh, the mainstream media news. I, I, I don't know how many. No Apparently, our numbers in Alberta are per capita higher than Ontario and Quebec and and shame on Alberta, as as uh, um, you know. I not to. Th I don't think my in law that I had this lengthy discussion with yesterday actually watches the show or listens to the show. So I, you know, I won't get into too much trouble. But uh, basically, it's it's one of those things where clearly we're doing something wrong in Alberta. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. Um, but something something has to be done. And uh, to give Kenny credit. He, uh, you can tell that he does not want to shut down. He actually has said more than once that uh, the you don't want the cure being worse than the disease, in which case shutting everything down, in his opinion, is is worse than the disease. The other aspect that I was actually shocked about was that he fully admitted that the UCP, his government, made what was the word he used? A was it grievous? made a grievous mistake by uh, choosing which businesses were essential and which were non-essential, which effectively um, allowed big box stores to stay open and shut down all the little guys. And he heard it from his constituents. And uh, and I, I just have to say kudos for, for him to do the mea culpa thing and admit using using strong language. I've never heard a politician use that strong of a language to admit to a mistake. And uh, so good on him there. But 
where am I going with this? The fact that there is still immense pressure, and you could tell from some of the Q&A that uh, there are people that are upset at Kenny because we didn't shut down for 28 days. So, um, where am I going with that? Um, there is no easy answer. And the, the part I find most frustrating is when talking to those that are, um, I don't know, keeping, keeping track. Uh, what am I trying to say? That ideologically speaking, we have to be careful about the information that we think we know. Because, um, as you said, and, and I do want to play the clip of that, that gentleman, uh, a very, very smart gentleman who's in the field of virology has come out with a very dissident uh, uh, opinion. And that uh, people, Joe Schmo, I don't know to what extent you've studied virology, Sheldon, but uh, I certainly uh, don't know a whole lot about it. And so the fact of the matter is we're relying on the expertise of a lot of other people and we don't know, I guess this comes back to, we don't know what we don't know. And so therefore being, uh, being, what's the word, ideologically opinionated is dangerous for everyone. It's, it's um, polar, it's polarizing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you actually, I don't know if I were a conspiracy theor conspiracy theorist, I would, I would add that to one of the evidences that this is what's happening in the world right now is designed to divide people um, or, or, and, and maybe to put that more lightly, whatever it is that's happening in the world right now is destructively dividing the culture uh, in, in ways that is, is devastating to, to our cultures. It certainly seems that way, and that's that's the the difficulty in that I'm trying to I'm trying to think of things from uh, love thy neighbor perspective, and I, I I can't get past the idea that the best thing for society is to uh, I don't want to say live and let live, but you know what I'm saying with that, like uh, allow individual consciences to to um, to reign as as openly and as free as you can, and so therefore uh, and and respect. So this is something that we're trying to to teach our children. Um, I, I've seen I've seen people out there that drive around uh, in a car by themselves with their mask on. You know, I, I look at things like that and think that's just beyond stupid. Uh, but that's my opinion. Um, and what I'm trying to teach my children and remind myself is that, uh, we're all at different places and we're all at, uh, um, different areas of life. And if, if, uh, if that person, for instance, uh, that drives around with a mask on alone in their car is doing you a favor and giving you a lift, say, and the rule is you got to put a mask on, um, it doesn't matter how stupid you think they are. Um, it's their car. It's their rules. And we need to respect their rules. We need to respect where they are in the process. And the the difficulty is, is that 
um, that whole kind of respecting everyone where they're at. Do you find, do you find that, um, as, as someone who is kind of standing up, would you say we're in the minority? Those that, those of us that are, are, uh, thinking that this is, this is overblown and we're, and, you know, governments are overstepping, um, if, if that's where we're at, do you find that other people are harsh towards you? Like, what would you say your, the, the general reaction is to, to people like yourself that are openly opposite of, of what the, uh, what the government's doing? Well, I, I'm not sure uh, how to frame that. I, I think that right now the world's in a place where it hasn't had to think about its freedoms being taken away for a long time. I mean, it, I mean, I think some of our freedoms have been, you know, eaten away at over the last you know, 40 years or, or whatever. But uh, when, it, when it comes to the general population, they become very comfortable with the government. And right now, they, they haven't had to think about major uh, freedom restriction in a very long time, probably in a couple of generations. So wh when I think about it, I, I try to frame it in that way that they don't know what the hell's going on. They, uh, the, 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 the vast population is, uh, they're scared that this virus is going to kill them. The media's got them all hyped up in every different way that grandma's going to die tomorrow if I don't wear a mask in my car, you know, and, and then from the other end they're they see their freedoms and I don't think they necessarily want to give them away, but they just think that, that it's for the greater good. They've, they've kind of, they're living in that air right now. So, uh, when I talk to people, I try to be. Um, well, some people I try to be a little bit more gracious than others when I speak to them. And, and I just, uh, I find that when I get somebody uh, in a conversation alone, uh, they, they're a lot more uh, sympathetic to freedoms and they don't want to give them away. Uh, and they're actually struggling with, with, uh, with the orders. Now there's zealots online on both sides <laughs> yep. that uh, I try not to be, on either of those sides, but I, I do, I do side with freedom, but the online, if you make a comment on Facebook or <laughs> Twitter or something, you're going to be bombarded. You're going to be bombarded with people who, uh, who think that you want to personally kill their grandparents. And, uh, and then there's going to be other people that just love your, your comment and, and scroll on. So I, I don't know where the where the mass of the population is, other than just being severely confused and not knowing what to do. I think that's a uh, a great point. Um, the it's it, it's hard, and it, you can probably tell I'm struggling with my words and I'm struggling with my thoughts because there are just so many that that uh, just come flooding to the surface with regards to so many things and. And uh, one of the one of the aspects that, uh, and I've heard this argument before, and it, and it's one that that uh, drives. <laughs> okay, so let me let me set it up for you. Here's the argument. You, you've already kind of made it already, which is you want to kill my grandmother, um, and it's. I, I've heard that. How would you feel that this is how it's set up? How would you feel if you? got COVID and you spread it to one of your parents or to, uh, you know, one of your elder, elder relationships or whatever, and they caught it and killed them. How would that make you feel? And I don't know how to answer that question 
other than saying, I can't even think like that. Because it's not just COVID we're talking about. And, and, and I remember I was talking to my mother actually about it. And she kind of she kind of said the same thing. And and all I could say to my mother was, obviously, I, I don't want to kill you. I, I don't want anyone to kill you. That being said, this goes well beyond COVID. Uh, it, for someone to think that we have to wear our mask, we have to spatial distance, we can't, we can't hug one another, we can't be in communion with one another, whether it be family, whether it be church, whether it be, it doesn't matter what it is in any area of life. During this time of COVID, we can't uh, commune with one another out of fear of possibly harming one another. The issue with that is that if people would just think clearly, this goes beyond COVID. Why would you not have that same mentality with everything in life? And once you do that, you realize that COVID is well, well, well down the list of things that could possibly kill you. And, and that if we were to apply that same logic with everything else in life, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning for fear of harming others. And I, and they just look at you with, you know what I'm saying? Like when you bring that argument up, it's almost like they haven't thought of it or they, they have, have you experienced what I'm saying at all? I think what you're describing there is cognitive dissonance. I, there's people that, uh, that they're stuck in this one area of thinking and they can't think outside of it any longer uh, for, for reasons of fear or maybe they've chosen to be there. I don't know. Uh, but I think what you're saying is right. Uh, when, and, I, and I don't know what the remedy is for it uh, other than um, just saying, turn off the news and, you know, <laughs> just look, look at your life. Just look at what's actually happening in your life. I mean, when, when this all took off um, with COVID and they told us that we couldn't go visit grandma any longer, we, we asked her, we went to her and he said, look, grandma, you're a free person. Are you scared of this? And she says, well, you know, it's, it's a disease. It might hurt us. Uh, and, and we said, well, do you want to stay here and not, um, and not be able to see the grandkids? And she said, no. She said, so we, what we've done is ended up moving her in as a free person. She could make her own adult choices and she lives with us now and she sees the children. Um, so I, I don't know, like, I don't know how to speak into the lives of these people who seem to be m making their lives or their decisions all based on this fear of, of this disease. Like you said, um, that is killing far less of us than heart disease or HIV or uh, you, you name anything driving in a car you know, um, is dangerous. Should I drive grandma to the doctor to get her blood work done? It's dangerous to drive grandma to the doctor, especially in the winter time, you know, more people die in the winter time in car accidents. So should I just let grandma die at home alone? Uh, it, there's, I don't, I think maybe we're expecting, uh, too much logic from people who are basing their, their opinions on, only on what they've been told on the news and on the fear that came with it. Well, I think that's where the uh, the biblical mandate by Jesus Himself, who says, uh, uh, "Do not, do not fear, do not live in fear," um, it, because I think, like any emotion, anytime you let emotion uh, rise to the surface, whether it be fear or it doesn't matter what it is, um, it turns off your ability to think. 
and and uh, and and be a rational creature at that point. You just become irrational and and um, and I think the mainstream media, of course, is is uh, well. It doesn't matter. I was going to say mainstream media. I, I think it is mainstream media, but I think it's all media. Period. You can't turn on media anywhere without without having some sort of um, fear mongering, whether it be politics and maybe i'm part of that you know like I, I can't express how much we need to get the heck out of dodge we need to get out of canada uh because the sink or the, the the ship is sinking but you know maybe uh maybe all media is is guilty of of fear-mongering to some point but to to your point about grandma uh did you hear about the uh, I, don't, I don't know she was in her 90s that's all i know uh she was in her 90s in ontario she decided to get doctor assisted suicide so she killed herself um via the help of doctors and uh because of the covid restrictions where she recognized that uh life isn't worth living if you're not free Did yeah you, uh, i didn't i didn't hear i didn't hear that but that, it's that that is a tragedy in my in my mind it is murder that doctor will will stand before God and, and pay for that, for the murder of that lady. And then he nurse that took part in that. And, and this was the example I gave to uh, my mother during our conversation was that, that um, there are people that recognize, and, and I would argue that anyone who, who uh, uh, would, would do the doctor assisted suicide route uh, definitely uh, is not acting uh in a Christian fashion. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave it, I'll leave her spiritual, uh, uh, situation there. Um, but I would argue that even people that do not recognize or, or understand the do not live in fear or understanding the, uh, the freedom of the person, um, that to live in such a way, especially cause this lady uh, already lived through however long, uh, as the story goes, she, she already understood that months of, of isolation uh, that she lived with uh, back in March, March, April, May, something like that. She wasn't going to go through that again. So she understood the um, not living free isn't a life worth living. Even she understood that. Um, she took a coward's way out, of course. But um, I, I, I don't think people quite understand the extent to which fear and living in fear affects every other area of their life. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, from a Christian perspective, I mean, I mean, what what I teach at church and what I preach is what you'd see in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus says that you can't add a single day to your life by being anxious or Philippians four, when Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in Thanksgiving, you know, give petitions to the Lord. Uh, those, those verses are, are for the believer. Uh, and I draw a hard line in between the world and the church. And uh, in that way the, the world can't have that. Right. So when I think about this lady who's living as a, as an unbeliever, who's decided to kill herself, what does she have to be thankful for? Where, where is she going to find any joy? She's uh, she has uh, she hasn't had faith. She doesn't know this. Uh, the scripture hasn't been taught to her that her anxiety is part of 
of, of a worshipful life yeah. uh, and, and the repentance of it and the suffering that happens in the world is good. Um, I mean, those things, they sound crazy to, to the unbeliever. Uh, so, so she had no hope. And, and I, I feel for her, you know, being an image bearer of God, that, that she has been left stranded by, by the government. Uh, she's left, been stranded by the, and murdered by the, by the doctors uh, and, and the pastors. I don't know if, they, if anybody reached out to this lady, but I surely hope somebody did to say, look, your life is worth living. And if it's suffering, I'll come visit you I'll, through the window, maybe. But yeah, I know the whole the whole scenario is is difficult. But for the church, it's it's uh, it's relatively straightforward. Look, the, the Lord, uh, the Lord not only you know uh, allows your suffering, but He's He's predestined it to happen from before the foundation of the world. He decreed all things. Like your suffering is part of your Christian life and worship. So um, those those two things kind of hang in the balance of that. I can't. We can't expect the government to do Christian things. Like they're uh, the government's going to uh, have authority over their their sphere, and the church needs to have you know authority over its sphere. Well, that is <clears throat> that's right. Um, anyway, it, it. I just wanted to have you on to uh, to kind of go through uh, some of the COVID stuff. Was there anything in the uh, in the announcement there that? Uh, that you'd want to address or anything that, that hopped out at you that uh, uh, like, how does, how does this affect uh, churches, the new, the new mandates? Well, from what I, what I heard is that uh, we're, we're, tr- we're truncated in our, uh, in our numbers to 25% of the, what the, the fire restrictions are for the building. So our, our building now that, that we've been meeting in, I think we can, put 125 people in there our congregation will be underneath that anyway the 25 percent which is good um and uh that we have to be masked while we're uh while we're in worship and uh, i'm not quite sure how how to resolve that with uh with the congregational form of church government that we have um it's not uh it's not, in my opinion, for a pastor to police his congregation. We're not a business. We're we're a congregation of free people who've come to worship God together, um, according to His Word, and according to our confession. Um, so I, I don't know how to square that off with the mask mandate within uh, the church. I, I can't uh, I can't see our church mandating that for our congregation, or I can't see our congregation mandating that for themselves. Um, right. However, you know they they're free to to wear a mask if they choose. Uh, they're free to sit wherever they choose, or however close together, or however far apart they choose. Um, those things uh, cause a conflict of authority. Uh, the government, in my opinion, has no authority to govern the church whatsoever in its worship. So, um, so when it when it comes to that, I, we would just. Uh, put it in the bulletin what the government has said, and 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 leave it to the congregation to to do uh, what what they choose, and you know, loving each other in the process. Difficult times, I guess that's where that's where uh, uh, your congregational uh, form of of uh, governance helps uh, with that. Um, I I do know that there's a number of uh, of worshipers uh, that 
they they balk and, and to be honest i'm one of them uh me wearing a mask at church uh is not something i'm interested in doing we're already spaced out not just six feet but we're we're like eight feet apart from one another uh at at the church building that we uh at, that we meet in and um the the mask mandate really really bothers me and i'm I'm not sure I want to stick my uh, my pastors in a position where you said you know whose job is it to to uh, uphold these these uh, mask bylaws and all that stuff and I don't want to put my pastors in a position in which they they might have to uh, or feel that they might have to carry out the mandate. It's just a difficult situation and and that's the part that that I find most annoying. Do not be anxious, uh, Jesus says. Yet I find myself quite anxious over over things that that uh, I have no control over. But I am. This this is this is like my therapy session here, uh, where where I uh, I get to talk to smarter people than me, which is pretty much everybody, uh, to to help work through some of these issues, to maybe get corrected in areas that I'm not thinking clearly, and uh, and to just be able to uh what do you call that verbal diarrhea where you're trying to <laughs> you're just talking until you figure it out you might sound like an idiot doing it but um this this is not an easy thing to figure out uh i know i know from a christian perspective for all for all the non-christians out there you're getting a lot of christianese today um but uh this is what we call a romans 13 issue and uh, and there are many there are many Christians who disagree on the uh, the application of Romans 13, um, especially when it comes to comes to this. Uh, would you agree with that, Sheldon? Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that. There's there's a lot of issues at play in the church, and and I think that like I, I try to keep my nose stuck into into my own church polity and out of others church polity uh, those those elders and those pastors that are making those choices for their churches and those congregations that are making those choices for themselves uh, they they know that they're accountable by god you know they they have a conscience they they have the word as a guide to them so i try to stay out of it um i i don't understand uh how how an elder uh would would be able to to police its congregation to do things that the government asks them to do, according to Romans chapter thirteen, on the on the basis that I believe what the government is doing is evil um, and it's unruly according to its own constitution. So uh, I I hold the government to its own constitution uh, and I believe that we're free under God and they have no say in what happens in our worship. Uh, unless we're, we're we're breaking criminal code laws, um, and they, they say if there's child sacrifice or something taking place in, in some religion somewhere, they'd be obligated to enforce the, you know the do not murder laws. <laughs> right. But when it when it comes to the arbitrariness of the of the rules, uh, where we have to be you know masked and social distance inside the church, I believe that's tyrannical. I believe that it's arbitrary rule um, where. Uh, where the government doesn't actually have the ability to, to say those things uh, according to the constitution. So uh, when Romans 13 comes into play, I don't believe that there being a just government. I think that's where uh, we might find disagreement with other brothers. I don't believe what they're doing is just. And I believe that when the government does things that 
are unjust and not according to their own constitutions that we should resist the government and perform civil disobedience. Well, and this is one area that, that I find most shocking are the number of people that are putting their trust in government. And uh, is it because... Is it because we haven't learned history? Like, and maybe I, I don't know where I would stand if I hadn't been such a. I love history. I'm a history buff. I'm just finishing up uh, volume three of uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's The Gulag Archipelago. Uh, a strong recommendation uh, to uh, for anyone out there to read that might not be the easiest read, especially with regards to the content that's in it as it goes through the sort of the history from 1917 uh, where the, where the uh, uh, revolution started in Russia all the way up until uh, the sixties. So Solzhenitsyn's writing about uh, the system the Russian system under a communist slash socialist. It's a, he actually uses socialism in there often as the word. So all you democratic socialists out there can, can should read a book. And anyway, the idea there is that everything from private property being stolen. So when we when we hear rumors of of uh, Trudeau planning on on the debt forgiveness and and all that stuff, uh, but you're not going to own anything. People scoff. People laugh at it like this is such conspiracy theory nonsense. But at the same time, who would have thought that we'd see the measures that the government has taken worldwide so far uh, in order to, I don't know, I, I look at it and go, we're lemmings and the government is testing to see how much, you know, we're willing to follow along. And then are they all like that? No, but. How do you know some of them aren't? And the fact that governments in the past have acted in atrocious fashions and anyone who thinks that that can't happen here are in and of themselves racist, I believe. Because what excuse do they have in order to say that this would never happen here? Um, other than going, we're, what, we're smarter than the Russians? Um, we are... I, I can't even imagine we're smarter than the Chinese. Like we, we are more holy people. We are more moral people. We wouldn't allow that. Our government would never do that. It seems absolutely counter. Uh, what's the word? Counterintelligent. Like, you know, if you read a history book, you quickly realize that, uh, that as human beings, we're capable of anything. And so the job of a free media, the job of a free individual is to keep their eyes on those that are trying to rule over them because we should not trust them. And the fact that it seems to me that our, uh, our Canadian system for sure, and it looks like almost half in the U.S. are also willing to do likewise, is to just throw all their trust at government officials is, can I say, asinine? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it's illogical, uh, but I don't. It's rational. I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think people are thinking logically or rationally when they when they're doing these kinds of things. Um, I think they're 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 having faith. 
uh, right? They they have no place to put their faith. So this way you find mo- the majority of Christians on one side of the, the fence on these issues is because their their faith belongs to God, right? And uh, when, when you see uh, the secular society putting its faith in government, I don't think it's a surprise at all uh, that they're, they're worshiping the only thing that they know that's protecting them. And uh, that's what their spiritual act of worship is to the government, where they say, you know, t- take me and, uh, and, and I will trust you. And the same thing that we would say to our Lord, you know, take me and, and I'll trust you. So I don't think it's a rational decision they're making. It's entirely spiritual. And it's, I just find it to be an ignorant one. Like, do you have to be a Christian to see what's going on here? You know, no, like, no, <laughs> no. There, but you, you do have to have some semblance of what Christianity offered to the world as, um, uh, as it corresponds to tr- objective truth. Of uh, the the Christian, uh, the, we're coming out of Christianity, and in, in most of the cultures in the world, people are calling it the post-Christian world, uh, where Christian Christianity and, uh, and Judaism, and you know, to some extents. Um, all of those those types of religions all carried a, 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 a central worldview that there is objective truth and that God gave it to us and it can be found in these specific writings. So when we uh, when we had as a, a major influence in the world um, these things in common, uh, the the world re- realized its truthfulness. But now, since I think postmodernism is hit and now it's post postmodernism. <laughs> philosophers are talking about i think that uh that that uh, people have lost all uh all logic and they're they're thinking with a with what the scriptures would call a, a completely depraved mind uh they they have no place in their thinking for objective truth any longer let alone the objective truth that came to us um, as a revelation from god it almost feels like we're back. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Nietzsche, but it, it to me it feels much like that. Uh, what we'd call I don't know the heyday of philosophical thought back in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds, where uh, deconstructionism seemed to be all the rage, and uh, it it seems to me that our society has fully, uh, fully embraced uh, deconstructionism, and uh, we are about to. Uh, reap the whirlwind from that philosophy. As, as uh, R.C. Sproul has famously said, ideas have consequences. And uh, I, I don't think we're fully realizing the consequences, except I think those of us that uh, have our eyes open and are paying attention, um, I, we're, we see what's coming, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if we can read the future. I don't... I. Uh... I try to be uh, as optimistic in my thought as I, as I can when it comes to, I've, you know, throughout history, God has turned the world around in, in great ways, but usually through a great suffering, you know, so I try to remain as optimistic as I, as I can be and live it as uh, at the most amount of peace that I can with, with, with all people in the meantime. Uh, but I, I can't see us heading in a direction like in the next 20 years that, that is going to be peaceful and and that's scary that's scary i think like i would liken it to i mean if you want to liken it to nietzsche and the and the you know pre and post enlightenment world 
that's that's good but like i think back to judges and i what i see uh, is people some people in the church but most of the people in the world doing what is right in their own minds and that's terrifying uh each each person uh is schismatic against each other person the subjective philosophies that that don't carry along with it god's truth end up with mass killings uh and then mass immoralities where uh where things that uh, ought not to be done are done as normal and that's that scares me that's that i think if i were to be afraid of something uh just look at the way that the world turns its eyes to the abortion crisis where people are murdering their babies um, as birth control and they don't see anything wrong with that they're just like oh whatever you know i messed up last night gonna go get an abortion today and it's just part of their weekly routine um like that is that's what happens when people are given over to a darkened mind uh, and what happens when they do what's right in their own mind it's very easy to convince yourself to do evil Ah, uh, crazy times we live in. Okay, uh, Sheldon, Pastor Sheldon Andreas, uh, thank you for your time today. I'm going to let you go uh, and finish the show. I, I do want to play that. Uh, and like I said, I if I could figure this out, if I could play it and get you to comment, but you won't be able to hear it. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to wrap up the show uh, playing that. And uh, and then uh, Sheldon will be in touch. I have uh, I have some ideas I want to run by you. So, thank you for your time, sir. Yeah, it was my pleasure. All right, take care, my friend. Okay, bye bye. All right, well, there is Pastor Sheldon Andreas. Uh, I want to thank him for his time. Um, lots of lots of religiosity in there, but that's that's what we get when we interview. Uh, pastors who actually take their faith seriously and uh, apply it to a uh, a uh, well apply it to everything in life is is uh, uh, somebody who tries to take the uh, the world around them and apply it to to what they're uh, to, to how they're living so uh, I want to thank him for that what I'm going to do for you next is is uh, uh, I'm going to play uh, the interview, just get me loaded up here. Can I pause? Pause. I'll just pause it for a second. <laughs> so as I was saying to Sheldon, uh, uh, Pastor James White, Dr. James White, uh, uh, sent this, uh, played this on his show, and that's where I heard it first. And he uh, he said, get on YouTube and, and get this because uh, I can't see this thing being up long. And uh, he was absolutely right. So I came on and uh, I quickly, I, I quickly captured it, and uh, and so I've got it. I'm going to play it in its entirety. I'm going to uh, put it on the screen so you can, uh, for those of you that are on Rumble watching by video, you can you can see the exact uh, heading, um, and uh, and and listen to the whole thing. So uh, on audio. So here we go. to uh, S. Peterson. S. Peterson. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Harkinson. I just wanted to let you know I'm standing by. Oh, okay. Well, 
We would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, I'm, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was pre previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola, it's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because, because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking 
with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. Uh, that, other than other than them saying thank you very much, uh, that was the end of it. Um, you you watch or you listen to something like that, and then the fact that YouTube yanked it down is is uh, unreal. Uh, the idea that uh, that that YouTube or Facebook or any media outlet can can censor uh what is what is allowed this is the part that i keep harping on about is that governments are overreaching um big tech is overreaching um you are guilty of wrong think and you read history you read the gulag archipelago and all kinds of people were imprisoned for wrong think That'll never happen here. Well, why? Why not? From a biblical perspective, people are uh, naturally uh, have an evil bent. Um, we are capable of all kinds of wickedness, and and our entire human history shows that we are capable of absolute atrocities towards one another, towards ourselves. So, why in the world uh, should we should we just trust the government why in the world would we trust youtube uh or, or any other media outlet to tell us the truth especially when sure enough this video this morning when i sh i came down here i tried to load it up on on youtube curious to see if it was still there and it's gone so now we're going to put it up on rumble and uh it's going to be on this show and then i'm actually going to take uh this entire um video and i'm going to cast it individually so it will be on on uh on rumble um just as a as a five minute five minute video uh to to hopefully spread spread the the word this person isn't a dummy uh this person has this doctor has has more qualifications in the area of virology than than most do i keep hearing and reading stories about doctors want you know a complete whatever they call it uh, a shutdown of the economy everyone stay home for 28 days um one of the things that i've come to realize is just because you have doctor beside your name doesn't mean you know what the hell you're talking about there's all kinds of specialists. There's all kinds of people that that uh, uh, like this doctor who is actually qualified to talk about such things. Just because you're a medical doctor doesn't mean that you know or you're an expert in virology. It just doesn't. You mean well, and I'm not saying that these doctors don't mean well. Sure they do, but you know. And at the same time, there's another. There's another. Uh, uh, last week, not even last week, just a couple days ago. Uh, the number of flu, uh, the number of people with the flu in in Alberta is zero. 
This was last week. Like, does anyone actually believe this? That uh, that I, I read somewhere that, that uh, uh, the flu season is already two weeks late? That the flu bug is apparently in... Does this mean that COVID is the cure for the common flu? It's ridiculous. And the other thing, uh, somebody said yesterday that, that uh, COVID has killed more people in Canada than any other any other flu bug. Well, even by the even by the government numbers, this is categorically demonstrably false. Allegedly, there's been eleven thousand six hundred deaths in Canada, and uh, and the Spanish flu, nineteen eighteen to nineteen twenty, killed fifty five thousand. So, this isn't the worst flu. It's not even close. Um, this is the part where I wish people would stop fear-mongering stop living in fear and and just think turn off your mainstream media crap that have an agenda to push and they do um and and just think masks i've said from day one and i agree with the doctor here uh <laughs> logically the idea that that masks if I wear a mask, I'm protecting you. I was at the I was at uh, one of the hospitals in Calgary yesterday for an appointment, and uh, and good news there, uh, all my uh, echoes came back negative. I have a stress test to do later this week, and then if that goes well, I'm finally back at work, back to normal, which would be great. Thank you for your uh, thoughts and prayers for those of you out there that have been uh, doing that. Uh, where was I? Oh, at the hospital. Um, so right everywhere in the hospital. Um, the idea is that masks, you wearing a mask protects me. Like somehow those are one-way things. Like this makes no sense. Uh, yeah, it'll stop the spittle that when you're talking. Um, but that's about it. it uh, um, yeah, the, the illogic, and I don't have time to go into it. I, I would just probably frustrate myself. Um but some of the stuff I've seen out there um, is is inconsistent. So let me give a, a short example. All over the place, people were saying masks, you wearing a mask protects other people. It doesn't protect you, which is nonsensical in itself. But then you'll see a poster. You'll see, you'll see some other sort of advertisement in which it's showing the spread. And those that are wearing a mask uh, aren't getting sick indicating that masks protect you it the inconsistency is unbelievable and if people would just open their bloody eyes and and see these things they would see that that uh it in my mind it seems like no one knows what the hell they're talking about and it's frustrating anyway we're going on an hour here um that'll be the end of this show sorry it's it, it seems scattered i'm very scattered i don't know um uh, I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my head around what to even think and obviously even even questions to, to Sheldon or comments to to my guest Sheldon were, were probably a little scattered but uh, that's where we are I don't know how, how you guys out there you people were allowed to say that you people I don't know how you people out there are are dealing with stuff but I'll tell you what um, 
maybe it's just a just how life in the last uh, couple months have have uh, been stressful for me. But man, I'm starting to get to the point where I can't even think clearly. So I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you can catch us on Rumble again, Rumble only uh, for video. Uh, if you have not signed up for Rumble yet, Rumble.com, go go make yourself a, a – a, there's there's more and more stuff every week. There's more and more content, uh, more and more outstanding content, uh, and I'm not talking about my show. Um, what else? Uh, you can catch us on uh, your, your podcasts for those of you that drive and listen via podcast. Uh, catch us there. If you have anything that you'd like me to specifically talk about, I wanted to talk more about uh, some of the stuff going on with uh, Alberta separation, uh, but that'll have to wait till next show. Uh, tune in Sunday to our uh, new Thy Kingdom Come show uh, every Sunday uh, as we continue to go through the book of James and uh, leave us a comment. And I'll try to also leave some of the uh, links and whatnot to uh, to some of the stuff. I, I would leave the link to the YouTube video that I just referenced, but uh, they've already pulled it down. So it will now be up forever on Rumble. Anyway, that's all I got today. Thanks, folks. Again, thanks to uh, Sheldon for taking time today. And uh, take care, folks.